Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. A stroke occurs when the blood supply to part of the brain is interrupted or reduced, preventing brain tissue from getting oxygen and nutrients. Quick interventions can reduce brain damage and other complications. So how do we identify and respond quickly? I'm de- delighted to have Renata Pranamava, National Coordinator for Fast Heroes, as my guest now, to talk about ways in which we can empower communities, especially children, to react quickly. Renata, welcome and thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for the opportunity. Renata, this is such an important conversation because things can be prevented. They should be. Question is, firstly, tell me a little bit about Fast Heroes. Oh, this is a wonderful program um, for children. So exactly like you say, it is strokes can be prevented. And a big part of the prevention is also the recognition when it happens so that, that the, that whoever is with that patient can act very fast and very quickly to get the patient to the appropriate facility. But a lot of people are not aware of how to recognize a stroke. So when you go to a hospital or when the ambulance services picks up that patient, the first test that they do is called the FAST test. So FAST is an acronym that stands for face, arm, speech, and time. So facial drooping means that your one side of your face will hang. The arm is not able to be extended fully out in front of the patient, the one will either droop or it will be completely paralyzed. The S is because of the speech impairment or the speech difficulty that they might have. And then the T for time is to know that this is an emergency. I have to hurry up. So what the developers of the Fast Heroes campaign did, so it was developed by the University of Macedonia with the support of the Angels Initiative. And they took that FAST acronym and they made it easy and they they developed um, uh, animated characters according to those four letters. So we've got an F is Frank, an A is Armando, the S is Sophia, and then T is for Timmy and Tanya. So Frank is used to be a superhero, a grand hero that used to be able to pull funny faces, but now he's not able to do so anymore because of his facial drooping. And Armando used to be the the grandpa that used to be able to lift his weights and lift, do the heavy lifting, but now he's not able to do that anymore because of his arm weakness after his stroke. And Sophia is the grandma that tells stories and sings songs but because of her speech impairment after her stroke, she's not able to do so anymore. But Timmy and Tanya are the small heroes. They are our fast heroes because they know what is happening to the grand heroes. They know to act quickly and they know that 112 is the emergency number to dial. So they've also incorporated this 112 number into the fast acronym. So it's one side of your face that's hanging, one arm that's drooping, or hanging, and then two lips that are not working well. So the program is um, the 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 aim of the program is to to teach the teachers that over a five week period in their classes, as a time that they see fit and it's convenient to them, they um, have the resources and the materials to teach the children. 
about these fast characters and about what to do and the right number that they, that it is to phone. And also, it's a completely free program, so there's no cost to any schools that are involved. Uh, and each child also gets a workbook that's quite cool because there's drawing pictures and there's letters that they can write for their own grand heroes and masks that they can cut out and a membership card at the end to say that you are now our fast hero. So it's really a very, uh, it's a fun experience for children as well. Um, and also that we want to, that we want clever families to also be generated from this because the message doesn't just have to stop there at the children. We really want the message to spread to the parents, the grand heroes in that child's life and to maybe to the other family members and siblings as well. It's so impressive. I mean, it's so <laughs> cleverly done and, and it's so many different levels. Obviously, you're starting with children. I mean, the, the whole thing is aimed at children. Why then? Because children has got this amazing enthusiasm for learning. I mean, and also that special relationship that they have with their own, hopefully with their own grandparents or their grand heroes. And we refer to the grand heroes because it can be the neighbor that's next door or the, the lady that's at your aftercare that takes care of you after school. So it's not necessarily a blood relative that takes care of that, that child in, 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 in most of the days. That enthusiasm and that special connection that children have with, with elderly, um, in their lives. That's what we want to harness. Um, just as another example, I mean, some small children, they know absolutely everything about dinosaurs and they are the ones that tell their grandparents about the dinosaurs. But for the rest of us, we've got no clue. I mean, you know about a T-Rex and you know some facts, but I mean, you get small children that can to the T, Recall facts and figures about dinosaurs and why not make them as excited about things like stroke? And yes, it is a heavy subject, but it is really designed in a way that it's not to make children scared. It's not to make them be afraid of somebody getting a stroke, but having, it's a life skill to be able to recognize a stroke, know what to do, know that you have to act fast. Um, and yes, and that's why the, this whole program is designed. The main audience is our foundation phase. So grade R's to grade threes, but I have many schools that say that their grade fours, five, sixes and sevens, the intermediate phase also wants to partake in this and they are most welcome to do so. We've also had schools that even your grade double R children they have also partaken. So it's up to the teacher also to know exactly on what level she can communicate this to the class that's in front of her. I think we're going to pick up on two points. The one is how empowering it is, not only for a child, but for actually any person to know what to do in an emergency. And the truth is everybody knows somebody who has at some stage fallen sick, you know, and the, the immediate reaction, well, for me anyway, is panic, quite honestly. Yes, yes, um, yes. You know, where, what, how, when, you know, who do you call, when do you call, what is happening, do you, you know, what do you do with a person? And if we can instill in our little people the sense of empowerment that there is a certain way that you should be acting, irrespective of whether it's a stroke or anything else, from such a young age, then I really think it's empowering. 
Absolutely. And and in general, people, um, not just children, but people are a little bit more aware when it comes to heart attacks because you always see somebody on the television having a heart attack. But most people, only if they've had somebody close to them, maybe a friend or a family member that has suffered a stroke, then they might know a little bit about about strokes. But in general, people are really not not sure. I, I hear stories so often of people saying, oh, but they said I must lie down and wait a little bit. If it doesn't get better, we'll take you to the hospital. Or I went to the clinic or I went to my GP's rooms because they'd known me for 30 years. And there I spent hours waiting before I could see him. So that's the other thing is to have that mind shift for people to understand that this is really a medical emergency that requires you to either phone the ambulance or take that patient to the the stroke appropriate hospital as quickly as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously little people wouldn't be able to do that, but they would be able to recognize it and and call for help. And And at the end of the day, just even if you just call for help, at the end of the day, these kids just know to call for help urgently and not panic or try and help then you've already saved a hang of a lot of time. Renata, let's talk a little bit about strokes. Okay. Whom do they affect? How do, how do they, you tell me. Strokes, the thing about strokes, it really can happen to anybody. There's that perception that it only happens to the elderly. And it's not, it's not to say that it just happens to the elderly. It's really, there is an incline towards older people, but it, we hear about children, teenagers, students that also get strokes. The older data that we have is that in South Africa alone, there's about 132,000 strokes every year in our country. I mean, that is a staggering number. I always compare it when when we do um, trainings and awareness days. I tell the people, if you imagine a full FNB stadium in Soweto, I mean, that's about 80, 90,000 people. And we've got that image in our minds of what it looks like because of a Ed Sheeran concert or whatever you maybe have attended or a soccer um, a soccer game. But, I mean, it's even more than a full stadium that every year in our country gets a stroke. And the thing about a stroke is that you don't know how severe your outcome is going to be, but it's definitely dependent on how quickly it, you react or the people around you react and you get taken to the, to the hospital. So that's the other message is that stroke doesn't have to always end up as death and disability. You have many stroke patients that have good lives post-stroke, but Unfortunately, for the guys that don't have that great outcome, it's often related to the time factor that it took too long to get them to the hospital or that they waited a little bit too long before phoning for help. And another thing that I wanted to say, another statistic in, in the world, the World Stroke Organization say that one in four people have the risk of having stroke. I mean, that is really the numbers are it's just too high. But if we have a general awareness and if people know what to do, it really can make a big difference. Are the symptoms of strokes very specific to strokes? And are they always the same symptoms? I mean, can they, are there times when there's ambiguity? You're like, oh, could this be a heart attack? Could this be stroke? Could this be something else? 
Yes, unfortunately, you do get things that we refer to as stroke mimics. I mean, because there might be patients that show sudden confusion, loss of vision, a sudden severe headache. And if you think about those signs and symptoms and you think about somebody like a migraine patient or a diabetic um, that's maybe hypoglycemic or maybe somebody that's unfortunately has got alcohol or drug intoxication, it might be confusing. So what we teach also is if you are unsure, rather act as if it's a stroke. Rather phone and somebody at the hospital can do the tests and make sure and say, listen, it wasn't a stroke, but well done for reacting so quickly. Rather do something than not doing something and it might actually have been a real, a real stroke event. So yes, there unfortunately are things that, that might be confusing, but the general advice is if you aren't sure, rather phone for help, rather go to the, at the emergency department and make sure. Um, what, who are certain people more at risk of strokes than others? Yes, there are risk factors that play a role when it comes to patients having stroke. The risk factors are generally con, uh, split into two categories, the uncontrollable and the controllable risk factors. So your uncontrollable risk factors are things like your age, your gender, a genetic, your history, your family history, um, those type of things unfortunately play a role. But then the controllable part is the ones that luckily there's great medication for. Those are the things that if you go for regular checkups, you take your chronic medication as you should, then you do have a chance to reduce your risk for having a stroke. And the controllable risk factors include things like your stress levels, smoking, nutrition, physical activity, your body weight, alcohol intake, diabetes, cholesterol, and then blood pressure. High blood pressure is a big factor, especially in our country as well. Renata, if you are alone and you have a stroke, what do you do? That is a very tough question. Um, I really hope that that is the... That is, doesn't happen to people, um, because that might be a very tough thing to deal with. I, I hope that in that situation, you would have the ability to at least get to a phone and call, uh, do the, the speed dial on the, on your phone. But unfortunately, it does sometimes happen that people get strokes when they are alone and are not able to reach a phone and are not able to get, get help. And that might, might have the devastating consequences. So, it's, uh, yeah, I really don't wish that upon anybody. Mm. Yeah, no, just, just asking. Um, if anybody would like to learn more about fast, um, fast heroes or more about strokes, what should they do? They can please go have a look at our website. So the website for Fast Heroes is www.fastheroes.com. So they can have a look and read about the program and register. If there's schools or teachers that are interested, they can register on there. We also have a Facebook page that is um, Fast Hero South Africa. Uh, so the Fast Hero South Africa Facebook page. And then there's also a YouTube channel. So we've got videos of Frank and Armando and Sophia and Timmy and Tanya. And if people want to go and have a look at what the characters look like, I really recommend they go and play around on the, on the YouTube channel. 
but we also have planned a webinar in the middle of November. So if any of the teachers are interested in attending our webinar, they can join us. The, the link will be shared on Facebook soon, but on the 15th of November, we at five o'clock in the afternoon, we will have an introductory, um, webinar for teachers to tell them also a little bit more about the program if they are interested. And, um, you know, the better prepared we are, the better it is for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Renata, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for the opportunity, and I hope everybody has got a great day. Thank you very much. That was Renata Fundamarava, National Coordinator for Fast Heroes.